0: Drinking all night. Now let's talk of and, and, our of and time. With with Hi, everyone. Welcome to week 26 of pregnancy with yours truly. My name is Sarah Merrill-Hall. I'm the chick behind the popular Instagram blog and podcast called Big Kid Problems. And I'm also currently a 26 weeks pregnant lady. Welcome to the show, guys. Oh, man. Okay, so week 26 was an eventful week for me. I mean, I moved this week, which moving kind of always sucks, but trying to pack up and move your life as six months pregnant gotta say not ideal would not recommend uh I mean we didn't even move that far like we're just about 15 minutes from our old house but damn that shit is exhausting and I'm not even close to being moved in yet like I honestly probably won't fully unpack until like 2023 I don't know But anyway, I know moving is probably only relevant to me this week Um, or maybe not. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people move when they're expecting, depending on like if you need more space or whatever. But I will say like after moving, like it was just kind of this surreal moment, you know, like our first night in this new house where I was like, whoa, like this is our family home. Like, this is where I'll be bringing our baby home to. Like, we are fucking adults. Like, we live in a house and are about to have a freaking baby. Like, I don't know. For me, it was just kind of this, like, oh, shit just got real moment. And at least for us, I think kind of like both Brandon and I have put just a lot of our focus into, you know, finding a house, getting approved for a house, getting into this house. And it's taken like the last really few months of our, you know, time, energy, and focus. And, you know, now that we have this house figured out, we're like, oh, shit. Like now we have to really start focusing on the other stuff that we've been putting off. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if anybody else feels this way at this stage of pregnancy. But like I'm just starting to feel like really behind I don't know, like it's starting to feel a little overwhelming for me. Maybe it's because, I mean, I I think a part of it too is probably because I do this podcast and I talk to a lot of you guys and, you know, people are always kind of asking me like, you know, different questions, like what I'm putting on my registry, like what breast pump recommendations I have, or if I've started birthing classes yet. And I'm just like, fuck, (laughs) I'm really behind, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Um but I don't know. I've just been so focused on this freaking house that now I feel like I'm cramming for finals. You know, like we've got 3 months left in this bitch. And I don't know. Like god, I do not miss that finals feeling. You know when you like you, you have a class that you barely showed up for all semester and now you're trying to do like all of the readings and cram everything for a final that's worth like 90% of your grade. God, that is like the perfect metaphor, actually. It really does feel like finals. Like I just ordered some books. Um, I feel like there's a lot of information I still don't know. Like I am just, I'm kind of like wide-eyed and like, oh shit, like I really need to cram um I don't know it's it's starting to freak me out I mean I start even just it's not even just like the things of like you know having to order stuff and having to get like a nursery ready like those are all like tangible items but it's even like the things of like I don't freaking know how to hold a baby you know (laughs) like I'm literally gonna be like handed this child in three months and I'm terrified like I just don't know what to do and I don't really know how to cram for this test. I just a friend of mine just recommended um the book What to Expect or hold on, let me let me make sure I'm getting this right. It's What to Expect the First Year and that's supposed to like break down like by month like everything you need to know for for baby for that first year. So I just ordered that book Um, I don't know, trying to prep, trying to cram here. I don't know if anybody else is starting to get that like studying for finals feeling of like, oh shit, things are getting real. But in the spirit of cramming, so I was actually going to save this for our tips and tricks section, but whatever. Um, I actually started using Blinkist to like quickly digest some parenting books. So if you don't know what Blinkist is, it's basically, it's an app and it breaks down books into like 15 minute audio clips that are basically just giving you like the high level concepts of that book. Um, but let's face it. I mean, your girl, your girl likes a shortcut. You know, like I'm, I'm not really a fast reader. Like I've been working on this one baby book for like two and a half months now. And there's just like a lot of shit going on. And I just want to try to digest as many books as possible. So anyway, been using Blinkist. And one of the first um, books I I listened to on this was, it's called Hypnobirthing. I just got this recommendation from another um, mom, but it's like kind of, that's like a great book to read if you're uh, prepping for birth. And that's like one of those things I'm like, I haven't even started to wrap my head around prepping for birth. So anyway, I started there. I listened to this book and there was a couple of things in it that actually like really got me thinking. And one of the biggest concepts from this book is basically that like the worst thing you can possibly do during birth is to be scared. Like, basically, like your body is built for birth. It knows what to do, just like our body has been kind of guiding us through this pregnancy. And no matter what, where your mind is, what your, what anxieties you have, like your body is just growing this baby and is doing everything it needs to do. The same thing happens during birth. Like, it knows what to do. But if you panic, like, if you start getting really, really scared, like you send your body into fight or flight mode, which, you know, basically is like preparing you to run from a saber tooth tiger you know like instead of a lot of like blood flow and all this stuff going to your cervix to, like open you up and all of this stuff it's going your body's going to start prepping for that fight or flight mode so it can actually like really um, affect your birth it can lead to tearing it can lead to all types of complications so after digesting this book I kind of came to the realization like oh shit like there I have to prep For this because I know like I am an anxious person I panic so bad when I get my blood drawn at these freaking appointments that I pass out you know like I have to face this because I think that this is actually going to be a real issue for me when it does come to birth so one of the things I decided to do this week um was to get serious about a doula I don't, I can't remember if we've talked about doulas on this podcast ever. It was something I thought about earlier, earlier on in pregnancy, but I kind of like dropped the ball on it. Shocking. Um, But a doula is basically like somebody you can hire to help you through the birthing process. You can like train with them before they are present in the hospital with you at your actual birth. It's kind of like a Sherpa, like having like your own personal birthing Sherpa, and I've I've actually have had maybe like one or two friends who've had them who really liked the experience. I feel like I've listened to a couple podcasts who were um, a couple people have mentioned that they had doulas. Um, I kind of thought it was just like this like luxury thing that like only rich people do. But I decided I needed to look into it. So I had actually gotten a couple recommendations like a couple months back when I was even just like learning about doulas um, for my area in Nashville so I reached out to a friend's recommendation set up a call with um with one of the doulas and ended up having a call with her this week and it actually like talking to her put me at so much ease I was like I have to 100% do this like she was just so knowledgeable I feel like this whole time I meet I've mentioned it on here that like I I haven't really been vibing with my doctor I always like come with like a million questions and I feel like very rushed in my appointments and that I'm not really like I don't really feel like handheld through the experience and especially for us uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast but right now I mean a lot of us are going through this pregnancy in a freaking pandemic like a lot of things we're kind of gypped in a lot of ways where we're not like getting the full experience like I, you know we can't, at least where I live, like you can't tour the hospital. You can't like check out the birthing suites. You can't like meet your doctor or like, if you want to switch doctors, you can't really like meet other doctors in person. You can't like, there's no birthing classes that are in person. Like I've kind of always expected like to do like those Lamaze classes with, with Brandon and like meet a group of people that were also kind of going through this at the same time. Like everything's digital now. So especially at this point in time I just feel like I don't know I'm not being handheld through this when I kind of need some hand holding so for me I think the doula is the right way to go she just she answered a ton of my questions and even like told me some things that like I wasn't even thinking about she's like oh yeah like have you thought of a a pediatrician yet I'm like "Uh, no (laughs) like like, what (laughs) and she's just like I can tell like she's like listen like we work together. You can message me anytime we can go through and like make sure that you're on track. Um, we're going to have like two in-person sessions before I give birth, which I really like because again, I kind of want that like handheld, uh, in-person experience and not just doing all of this stuff digitally. So I think I'm going to do it. Um, and for anybody else who's interested in this like just to kind of get your brain around because i was like how much do these things cost like is this even like a realistic thing that i can afford where i live like i'm in nashville so it might be different wherever you are but like this doula experience that i'm gonna do which is like like i said two classes before and having them present at the actual birth and then they actually come like a week after you give birth to help you and they can help you with like lactation and just kind of like hand-holding you through any questions which I can only imagine that week after I give birth like I'm gonna want somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing like to come and help me you know so that there's a couple sessions here and the whole thing is like $1,500 and like for me I'm like I Feel like this is just so worth it. Like, I mentioned it to Brandon. Brandon's like, Yeah, 100% we're doing this. <laughs> He's like, I would pay double that, <laughs> like, for just you to be calm. So, I, I think we're going to go the dual route. Wanted to kind of talk through it on this podcast, just in case anybody else is really, really nervous about birth or is thinking about this. Um, and I think actually I have heard even that, (laughs) I mean, I just talk shit on like not wanting like a completely digital experience, but like if that is out of your budget, there are like virtual doulas you can work with too, who at least will give you like some handheld, um, you know, like one-on-one training courses with them or whatever it is before birth. So, Um, I actually, I think I got recommended one, like this online one. I'll put it in show notes because I can't remember the name right now, but that might be an option too.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the first and only OBGYN-founded women's vitamin. Parallel bundles together all the daily vitamins a woman needs into one simple packet based on where she is in her pregnancy. Parallel is the only brand that offers targeted prenatals for each individual trimester, which is key because mom and baby require different nutrients during each stage. Parallel has the cleanest formulation on the market and only uses high-quality ingredients, plus their formulation and dosing is meticulously informed by the latest research as well as their founding doctor's clinical insights. Parallel is on a mission to create a world with more healthy babies and supported moms. It has a one-by-one model where they donate a supply of their prenatal vitamins to underserved women across the United States. And in just under a year, they've helped over 5,000 moms. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out ParallelHealth.com and use code BigKid20 for 20% off your first month. That's ParallelHealth.com and use code BigKid20 for 20% off. Anyway, okay, so let's talk
0: about some symptoms at week 26. So it's going to be a lot of the same symptoms we've been talking about throughout this second trimester. I mean, swelling, pregnancy brain, headaches, Braxton Hicks contractions, round ligament pain. I've definitely had more round ligament pain this week. Uh, it just kind of feels like someone's stabbing me in the stomach. You know, good times. Like I was just, like walking to go get coffee with Brandon the other day and I had to stop like three different times. And I'm like, uh, sorry, I, fe- I just feel like I'm being stabbed right now. So, those are fun. Uh, trouble sleeping is a huge symptom right now. And sadly, it's only going to get worse the closer we get to that due date. So, um, a couple of things that I've heard for helping with uh, just getting more sleep is to obviously cut back on the caffeine. I'm sure most of us have already done that because caffeine's like not great to be drinking while you're pregnant. I still have my coffee a day, but you know, just having it earlier in the day, you don't want to have it at like 3 p.m. Another thing is they say to like cut back on your fluids at night so that you're just like not getting up to pee a hundred times at night. So I'm trying to do that because there was a period of time where I was getting up at like like five times a night to pee. And I think like now I'm kind of down to two we'll see how that changes the closer we get and when we enter the third trimester, but drinking less water at night is going to help. And then I've been, I've mentioned it like this whole time um, on this podcast, but I've been like heavily, heavily relying on Unisom to sleep. It's been like God's greatest gift for me. It like really knocks me out. And I take about like a quarter to a half every night. I don't take a full Unisom because that I don't, I would, I don't even know if I would wake up. (laughs) like even a a half of one um, really like even kind of makes me a little bit groggy in the morning, but I've been living on Unisom and I did ask my doctor, I was like, is there a point in pregnancy where I have to like stop taking Unisom? And she was like, no, not really. She's like, you could take it. Cause I, I think my friend who told me about it said that she stopped in her third trimester, but I asked my doctor and she's like, no, there's really no reason for you to stop. You can take it the whole time if you want to. So, passing along that information because I think I will be taking it every night. Thank you very much. I mean, we got to sleep while we can, you know, before this baby gets here. So whatever helps, you know? So some other symptoms, a slight boost in blood pressure is normal at 26 weeks. I also, I know I mentioned it last week, but our hearts are just pumping about twice the amount of blood as normal. So if you're having heart palpitations, that could be why. I feel like I'm constantly out of breath at this time. Even just like talking on the phone. I was like talking to the... I was catching up with one of my girlfriends. I was talking to the phone with her for like 20 minutes. And she's like, are you running uphill as we're having this conversation? I'm like, no, like literally just talking gets me out of breath. And like my heart is pounding. Like I am running a marathon during this conversation. Um, so that's, I guess normal. (laughs) What else? Oh, I didn't actually see this on any lists of symptoms but this is something I've been experiencing. I've noticed, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I've noticed that I don't need to wash my hair as often, which is kind of weird. Um, like usually I have to wash it like you know every third day i can possibly push it to 4 days like on a good week right now i'm washing my hair like once a week like i'm going like a full 7 days and it's really not that bad so i actually i googled it i googled this symptom and didn't really find anything definitive but like there was like some some people on Reddit and like on some other messaging boards saying the same thing. They're like, does anybody else not have to wash their hair as often? So just wanted to throw that out there that I don't know if everybody experiences that, but it's a pretty nice perk. Let me tell you, because I barely have the energy to wash my face at night, like let alone like trying to wash my hair and do the whole shebang. So that's been, that's been an, an oddly nice perk of pregnancy. All right. Let's talk about what's happening with baby at week 26. So right now, this week, baby is as big as a head of kale. They're about 14 inches long and about 1.7 pounds. If it feels like they're starting to get more cramped in there, it's because they kind of (laughs) are like they have less room for those somersaults. And I actually, it's so weird. Like I, I feel him moving all the time, but like, I feel like he is trying to like, expand like he's trying to make more room in my belly like he kicks and pushes at the same time and I can just I'm like I'm sorry dude like I don't know I don't know what to tell you like there's just not a lot of room in there but yeah they're starting to get a little bit more cramped and we're we're gonna start expanding a little bit more the next few weeks to make up for it so baby this week can also start to open their eyes so basically this whole time, their eyes have been closed for the past few months so that their retinas can develop, but they're actually going to be start to open those eyes at around the 26-week mark. So that means your baby is actually able to see what's going on, even though the view in your uterus isn't all that exciting. But um, this could be an interesting time to try the flashlight test if anybody is interested in doing this, but basically you can shine a light... Um, like a flashlight at your stomach and see if your little babe kicks in response. Um, so that's interesting. I think I read about the flashlight test a few weeks ago and I, I tried it and it didn't work. But I'm going to try it again this week and see, see if anything happens. Real quick, let's talk about some tips and to do's for the week before we get out of here. So I mentioned Blinkist earlier, but that's a great app to pack in some parenting books in a very short amount of time. I've been really liking that. So wanted to send that out there. Another tip is to get ordering those nursery essentials. Guys, I I mean, I wanted to wait until we closed on our house and moved in before we like ordered any furniture. But now I'm kind of freaking out because like I just looked at this crib and changing table set that I really wanted. And uh, when I went to like add it to my cart, it was like, this is available to ship in August. Guys, it's January. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I'm doing April. So that's not going to work. So hopefully, this isn't an issue. I mean, we're living in weird, unprecedented times where like the supply chain is totally fucked up. And hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, like in the future, that you're not facing these type of issues. But for anybody who's in the present moment, If you haven't ordered your nursery stuff, you want to start looking at it because the lead times are insane. Okay, this is another thing you might want to start working on your registry at this stage, because if your friends and family or anything like mine, they're already asking you for it, and like I'm, I'm like I haven't even started to think about that to be honest. Like I don't know what I need. Like I I remember looking at my friends' registries and they they're they're ordering like nipple paste and like all this stuff i don't know about so i am not there yet mentally but i think this is something we all need to add to our to-do list like i don't know i don't know how you even prep for like what you need to know to, to add to your registry i'm lost here guys i might also just like look at some of my girlfriend's registries and like copy theirs i who who tells you what to do i don't i don't know I just don't know, guys. Um, I'm learning this as we go. I'm learning in real time with you. So yeah, if anybody knows any tips or tricks around figuring out what to put on your registry, let me know. Slide into my DMs. All right, that is all I have right now for week 26 Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure to hit those five stars on iTunes. It really, really helps us grow. Maybe share this podcast on social or send it to a friend you think might like it, especially if you have anybody pregnant in your life. Pass this along. What's so fun is, um, you know, I've been doing this podcast now to for God, however many weeks. We're at 26 weeks. I started it at week four. And it is fun to see like new people catching on. Like new people are like, I just started your podcast. I'm week five in, um, so that's really cool. So again, if you know anybody who's just hopping on this train, send along this podcast. It's it's here. It's here for you guys. Other than that, you can connect with me on social at Big Kid Problems or on my personal Instagram Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. I love chatting with you guys on there and exchanging notes, exchanging tips. I mean, we're all in this together, you know? In the meantime, I'll see you back here next week for week 27 updates. And until then, thanks for bumping along with me.